emotional intelligence in the way that our emotions are carrying a message with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, but we, we like to write off, it's like, oh, they're just, they're just emotions, you know, like they're, we almost treat them like they're a nuisance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like there's something that gets in the way of us living, but they're the thing that's actually pushing us towards living, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I mean, even, even when you feel like shit, you know, you're alive. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. for a podcast, Evan. It's time to record another one of these things and we're just going to get into it. We don't know the title of this episode, so if you've read the title, you know it before we do, but we do know what we're talking about yeah. to some degree. Mm-hmm. We have an, uh, a direction that we're going to go, but we decided not to sit around and figure out the title. We decided to just get into it. And maybe that actually has kind of something to do with the talk that we're about to have, <laughs> which is like, yeah, don't... Totally. <laughs> Essentially, what we're going to talk about, and if you read the title, then it'll probably make more sense, but it's like, don't plan it out in a sense. Don't try and figure out the result you need to get. Don't get caught up in what it needs to be or what you need to do. Like, let it happen. And as it happens, let that guide you. And kind of the idea here that we're trying to share, I think, is that as a creative being, not just an artist, as a creative being, you have feelings and you have an internal like sense, an internal like voice, if you want to call it that. And it can lead you, it can tell you. But the only way you're ever going to hear it is if you sit with it and let it just show you. And that sounds easy, but can be difficult, especially in our culture and society. So we're going to kind of get into that, see where this takes us, and let that kind of internal thing kind of guide both of us through this conversation. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was um, like there's definitely some interesting directions that we can go. And, and yeah, for sure, what, what you're saying about <laughs> not knowing is kind of great. Because we did do some podcasts recently about planning and that sort of thing. But this is a almost a different – this is a different thing. Yeah. You know, um, a bit of a different angle on it. Because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Because – I mean, just to maybe I'll just share like a little something for like personally that might shed a little bit of light on this conversation. It was something I was telling you. And uh, I, I recently I was I met this uh, this guy who's like this um, he's like a naturopathic doctor. And uh, he was just talking about, you know, everybody having kind of their own shit, you know, everybody has their own shit and and that he was no, he was no different. (laughs) Right. And just saying how like he's, he's tried like the talk therapy and how he didn't have like a lot of success for it because it's just how he can, he can just sort of avoid it. And I said, yeah, no, I totally get that because I have a similar skill in that if there's something I really don't want to talk about, I can do a really terrific job of talking about a lot of things <laughs> that sound like I'm I'm talking about it, like I'm really being vulnerable and I'm really mm-hmm. getting to the core of, of, of it all, when really I've just like intellectualized to a certain extent what it is going on with me in, in a way that I'm comfortable with, right? But never actually exposing like the raw... The raw tooth, yeah. <laughs> as it were, <laughs> and and I mean, as our preamble for this talk as well, you had mentioned just this thing of giving ourselves the space to to feel what mm-hmm. we actually feel, to um, and to in that effect, to be really honest with ourselves, and. I think it's a valuable thing for us to not only understand the importance of being able to be honest with ourselves, but I know perhaps we can also share a couple of things that we've found helpful is how do we do that? Yeah. You know, something so simple, but so many of us have a hard time doing. 
Yeah, it, it, it's, it is. It sounds very simple, but some of this stuff can be quite difficult. And I think that, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, like I, I do this a lot, even the way I was about to start that sentence. I think that, and I, go, I do this a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and this is a, something I've been catching myself with. And I don't think it's a problem. You know, we're, we're on a podcast and we're sharing our thoughts and we're sharing our feelings to some degree. And thinking is a very useful tool and yeah. a necessary one. <laughs> but that's, a, that's, that's kind of my thing I've been catching, you know, is like, I think a lot. And sometimes it's good for me to do this. And sometimes it's good for me to not think. Sometimes it's good for me to like feel it or let it be or not try and put something on it. And so... I think one of the things that you do to work this angle that we're talking about is to catch yourself in the act of doing what you do. Mm -hmm. So like catch yourself thinking, catch yourself feeling or catch yourself like just and be with it and don't try and change it. Don't try and make it anything else. Um, So I had a meditation experience and I've meditated before I've done, um, uh, what, what is it where like, it's like, um, like guided meditation, guided meditations and, and, and all of that, you know? Um, and I've, I've, I've had some good experiences doing this, but I realized after I did this last meditation, well, not the last one I ever did, but this one that I did, which was kind of a turning point for me where I sat with myself and I let myself be like, I didn't do it to like, I'm going to meditate because that's good for me, which is normally how I do it. Or I'm going to meditate because this will help me work through this problem or help me get my manifestation on as to what I want, you know, some Mm -hmm. type of thing like that. And I was like, I'm going to sit with myself. If you're hearing sound right now, they're they're doing (laughs) some some work across the hall right now. So it's it's usually not too bad, but you may hear just hear like saws going off on occasion. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, um, but we're right, gonna ru- we're right, gonna rumble right, right through. through. Just go through. We're it. gonna rumble right through it. It is what it is. Um, so anyway, so you know, I'm I'm spending a lot of time when I meditate. I'm making it about like thinking and getting somewhere, and like a lot of it for me is about personal growth. Like I keep feeling like I need to somehow be better. And, and, and being better is going to help me get how I want and make my life more how I want and blah, 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 blah. And to go back to something like Alan Watts, Alan Watts would say the very need, like your need to be better is the very reason why you're not. Mm -hmm. So to catch yourself in the act of needing to be better is how you in a sense get better. But then if you do that to get better, you're again in your own act. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of a thing where you kind of go through layers of yourself yeah. and you just like, my, my solution was this, this is a big discovery I had. Let it be as it is, right? Like, I don't know if our audience right now is hearing that drill that's going off or the saw mm-hmm. that's happening, but it's <laughs> fucking annoying. Like, I, I don't want this <laughs> to be happening. And I, and it, everything in me is like, stop the podcast right now. This is unacceptable and it cannot be this way. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what's happening inside of me. Now, if you're hanging in the podcast with us and you're listening, this is annoying to us too, but I think there's a lesson in this. Can you be in the situation you're in and, and not make it wrong and not make it bad? Like let this happen. And, and you know, one of the things we try to do on this podcast is we literally try to do the thing we're talking about. It's not like sitting up on a mountaintop and saying like, this is how it is. Like I, and I'm going to like let out my feeling right now. I want to have a better studio to record so that people can get better audio and that we can do, I want that, you know, I want Mm -hmm. to make this show at that quality. And the fact that right now at this point, at this moment in our lives, that hasn't been achievable, I feel frustrated about. And it makes me angry and it makes me sad. It makes me have all these feelings. But the important thing is that I sit with that and let that be okay. Mm -hmm. Because this is all part of the journey. You know, I think one of the things that makes it very difficult for people to transcend and transform through their life as they wish is that you're always seeing people at the point of polished product. You're not always seeing them at the point of process. 
Yeah. And you and I are in process, and in this moment, I'm like, fucking process, man. It can be such a bitch while you're in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? Because you, know, like you want to make it different. Yeah. Well, it's at least like, I, I do, but at the same time, I'm like, no, it's okay. Yeah, it and it I mean, when you're trying to make things different from what they are, you know, what, oh, it was a Dan Millman thing. And I always thought it was, it was stress is the resistance of what is, right? It's like that place of, of wanting things to be different than the way that they are. And it's actually that thing that causes us more distress than the thing itself, Almost always, like I and I found this through my own experiences through meditation specifically. Uh, I think we'll probably end up talking a lot about this because this is actually something that meditation is in some ways about. Like it's not about doing anything. It's not about achieving anything. Yeah. And that's kind of the point of it. It's this weird. There's a weird, strange, paradoxical nature to a lot of meditation, and it. It challenges because challenges us to such a degree because it flies in the face of so many of the ways that we've been taught and conditioned. We have to do everything for some reason. There's got to be some point to everything. And even there are even people who teach meditation as being like a way of getting a leg up, you know, like being able to get better over the yeah, competition right. and this and that. And I'm not gonna say that there that you won't find benefits and in this way in your life if you do meditation. I, I think that there, like with many things, there's like the, the stuff at the beginning, you know, when you start any kind of new practice, right? For well-being. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is hilarious, yeah. It's like literally like there has been like, just like a little bit of like knocks here and there or whatever, like, but not too crazy. And it's like, we start recording and they're just like, we're gonna Nothing. like start sanding like the whole floor or something that they're doing. So it sounds like, it sounds like a, like a sander. Well, look, if you're hanging in this episode with us, I really appreciate that. And I get that it might be Annoying, annoying listening experience. It's an annoying talking experience to have it. Um, and this is, this is a great example of what it feels like when you're trying to do something in your life, but like your world is not working out to like let you do that. Yeah. This is exactly what it is like. It's like you and I were, were having a conversation briefly before this podcast recorded and it was dead silent. Perfect. Conditions were optimal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we hit record and just a few minutes in, it's like everything turns into a problem. Now, I look at it this way. There's two really good lessons here initially that I see. One is that my need to make things different, to make things perfect before I can do what it is that I'm trying to do is a struggle that I face on a regular basis. I've been catching myself in that and pushing through and mm -hmm. letting that be, but still not letting it stop me. On the other side of it is that you, you're, <clears throat> you, we're recording something here and it might not seem great. It might not seem perfect, but there's some weird benefit in it. Yeah. There's something really good about this because people get to experience us when we're actually under fire. Mm. There's a thing in the military that they do where they put you through like basically like a shit test, especially if you want to go up into higher ranks, but they'll get you to go basically through a war zone and have to accomplish or problem solve something. But you'll have like gunfire, like even maybe even live gunfire going over your head. You'll have to be uh, in a, in a difficult um, climate, difficult situation, various things that make it very difficult to do this type of problem solving task. Yeah. And part of it is so that you can act under pressure and not lose your shit. You don't have to be in the military for that to be relevant. You know, you could be doing anything and your ability to deal with the challenges and adversity and, and difficult things that occur in your life as they happen is so important. Now here's the, here's the thing we're running into. You and I have gotten to the point where every podcast we do is basically coming out the next week. Like we got to that point where we're like, okay, everything you're getting right now is super relevant to what's happening, but it's put us in a precarious situation too, because 
Now, if we don't record this episode and we don't share it, everyone misses out on an episode for a week. So you look at it and you go, okay, well, maybe we get a few in the bag so we have a little bit of buffer. But at the same time, I would rather us record, share something of value and put that out as opposed to being like, well, things aren't perfect, so let's not do it. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to a point one day where we can control our environment, you know, but I think everybody wants to do that to some degree. Everybody wants control over their life. Everybody wants things to be a little bit more optimal. But then you got knocking all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, and this is like we're trying to do something and, you know, you go, what are your options? Right. Like, yeah, sometimes you have to sit in it. And let it be what it is and be okay with that. And that's, it's interesting, man. Like, be careful what you ask for because you'll get exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- like, for example, if you ask to be more courageous, expect to be put into fearful situations. Yeah. If you ask to be more confident, expect to be put in situations where you're going to feel more inclined to be shy. Yeah. Expect it. If you ask for success, expect to experience the, the taste of failure or the taste of um, maybe adversity. Yeah. Expect it. What you ask for, you get the equal opposite because that's part of what builds it. You don't build courage by things being all lovey-dovey and, and easy. You build courage by things being scary. So yeah. if you want these things, you're going to get the opposite so that you can get it. And, you know, I think sometimes people they want to get what they want and they want it to feel like how they want. But it's like, no, you, you go through the adversity to get the skill to do yeah. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That's nah, tough, totally. man. It's tough. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, in this moment, I'm learning a certain amount of, um, not letting the outside world distract me from what I'm trying to say. And it's challenging me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are, <laughs> here we are. We're still rumbling. So, um, let's move on. Oh man. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, it makes you just, I know it's those, like when you're in the shit, it makes you just really appreciate those moments of just like, oh yeah, we got some, a little bit of quiet now and it's like ideal conditions. You really appreciate it. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, so where did we all begin with this? Well, like just, just, just to get us back in, we, we, we had a little, little fun, fun interruption slash non-interruption slash lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> in this thing. But I mean, we really, we started this thing out as being like, let's get honest about how we're feeling, where we are. Um, why is that an important thing? Mm. Maybe that's a good question to ask in this whole thing. Well, I think, I do think what happens is that um, when you say later, it can very easily become never. When you say tomorrow, it can very easily become never. So it's one of those things where if you're continually trying to make everything perfect and you're trying to make things be a certain way for you to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do, that's a, you, you can always find something. Things are never really perfect. There's always something in the way, Mm -hmm. right? And it can be very difficult to perform or execute or do whatever it is you need to do when things are going on in life. And I think that part of the, part of the, the, the thing that we're talking about is and, and, you know, we said when we started this conversation, let's see what it shows us. Let's see what it disco- what, what we discover. And it gave us this. It gave us this noise and distractions and things like that. And it's like, it's so funny, man, because like when you, when you ask for something and you let it, it, it literally gives you the very thing you need. And, you know, there's really like two options that I, I, I would say, okay, three options. One is we don't record. I don't like that option. I don't want to do it. Two is we record. We don't share the episode. So you and I work through it, but no one else gets the benefit of watching us go through it. Thirdly is we share it and we accept the fact that this is one of those episodes where we have all sorts of problems, but 
we take um, peace or give ourselves some grace in the fact that we sat in it and we acknowledged it and we said, listen, if this is not like the perfect episode for you to listen to and you don't like the sound, you don't have to listen to this one. We have many others. But if you're willing to sit with us, this is sometimes what life's like. You have to sit through the shit with yourself and sometimes with others. And that's part of, I think, what we're talking about. Yeah. I really think that's what we're talking about. You know, it's a, a funny <laughs> thing is that like sometimes you sit because, yeah, initially it's just like the, it begins and then there's there's this just like intense agitation. <laughs> I just mean like, no, why? Like the whole like the whole gamut of it. But sometimes I find it's like you sit with with an agitation or things going wrong for long enough, it becomes hilarious. Yeah. Which it was becoming a little bit funny because then it's like they had the, the sander going, then there's the banging, then I think there was like a some kind of like <laughs> a banging. shop shop vac going <laughs> yeah, on totally. too. <laughs> all of it. And it's just like all of it's happening. I was like, this is just a comedy of errors at this point in time. Yeah. And yeah. the the only thing to do is is to accept it. Because again, that's the only thing that you can do. Like to go back to this like what you're saying about with like military officers and, and people who are being trained at, at a high level is to experience the shit. And that's one of those things that like literally like in that kind of a situation, like where you are in a war zone, it doesn't serve you any purpose, doesn't do you any good to be like, oh, we're being shot at. I don't want this to be happening. And <laughs> yeah. blah, blah. Like that's <laughs> like that's going to get you killed. Yeah. That's There's no time to just to, to be upset about it. You have to accept the fact it's like, OK, there are people shooting at us right now. And now you act. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that you have to do. You just you just take action mm-hmm. and you just you move with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's and. Actually, this is, yeah, this is kind of very much, I think, where we were sort of directing this from from the beginning, which is that, and it's also something I've been coming across a lot over the last little while, which is that so often it's our, our need and desire to think through our problems all the time, to think through our emotions all the time, that prevents us from being able to get to the heart of the issue mm-hmm. to be able to actually let the the moment the situation or the just whatever it is that we're grappling with to speak for itself mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's like that's we're in many ways we're not allowing ourselves to speak for ourselves mm-hmm. you know like we're we're complicating it with all of these thoughts and ideas surrounding the whole thing without ever actually getting to the thing. Yeah, dancing around it and and thinking that somehow that's going to like solve it, you know. Mhm. And, and it's because, you know, we're we we are a culture that you know, we we value sort of intellect and and that kind of intelligence beyond all things, but and it's not that, again that this is not a useful thing, but if you look at the like rampant amount of of mental health issues that are are out there right now, how many people have anxiety and depression and all this stuff? This is this is the symptom of a fundamental part of who we are and what we are being completely neglected, mm-hmm. or at least being vastly neglected. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to pay some attention to it again, right? It's a lot of the feedback you'll get when you're sad is focus on what you're grateful, focus on why you'd be happy, you know, and it's always telling you to do something other than feel sad. I think that if we were an evolved culture, an evolved society, we would say, okay, you feel sad. Let's sit in that sadness, you know, and what if you are allowed to feel sad for no reason other than you are simply just feeling the sensation of sadness. Mm -hmm. What if it's not because your parents did this or because society's that way or some friend or some business thing? What if it's not because of any of that? What if it's just you're allowed as a human being to have sadness? And I would imagine, and I, I would share this because it's been true for me and it's been true for others that I've known and others that I've coached and worked with, I find 
that quite commonly, if you let yourself or others sit in what they're in, it will pass. And then it won't like take them by the throat and like hold them down. Yeah. To me, depression's kind of an epidemic and anxiety is kind of an epidemic in our society because we're not allowed to have it. We're not allowed to feel it. And we're supposed to do these seven point programs where you somehow get over it and you change it. And 95% of people will slip back into whatever it is they were feeling in the first place. And 5% will be the successes. And these people will share, oh, this person had success from doing this thing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, how many? Like like 95%, you have a 95% failure rate. But you have this one person you're showing me who somehow figured it out. And that probably wasn't even their issue. You know what I mean? But like, if you... I really think that as a whole, like every single person, let yourself just be for a moment and like whatever, you're sad, you're angry, you're, you're frustrated, you're stressed. Or maybe you feel amazing right now. Or you feel amazing. Sometimes yes. people have a hard time allowing themselves to feel good. Very often. You know, and just and as fact, much as a, all the others. There's a thing I, I remember Brene Brown talking about this, but it was like, there's like people have like a, like a. A happiness cap yeah or a joy cap or something you hit a certain point and then you immediately click on she's like oh but something's gonna happen like it's gonna like you know you you don't and so you don't even allow yourself to feel to feel joy when it's when that's happening too i used to get embarrassed for people when they would show too much joy yeah yeah, I, totally, literally, I remember totally. a time where I used to get embarrassed for them and I was like, cap it. Like I was literally like thinking, cap it. <laughs> like you're being weird. Yeah. It's, and it's and like, it's hilarious. what a fucked up thing. Right. But yeah. Like, I, I don't know if anyone else can relate. I'm sure you can. But no, like, I can relate to that. But man, like, yeah. And, and we have caps on all sorts of stuff. You can feel it, but only this much. And it's, um, what I was going to say though, was that if you sit in it, and you, and you let it be okay, not only will it pass, but you'll be at peace through, through the process of yeah. whoever, you know, and whoever you're discovering yourself to be in, whatever that's telling you is really yeah. going to be profound. And there is an extreme intelligence to it as well. You know, that's, that speaks to us in a, in a different way than our, our mental chatter does. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how many people like I, I know I, I've had this experience. I'm sure most people have had this experience where you just and again, this comes down to honesty, where you finally really just accept that you feel really fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Like you're just really sad about some situation, about a series of situations or whatever it is. But you just and it finally comes out and you let yourself just like have that big cry or maybe you're just like you're just a full-on just like weeping on the ground and you kind of come out on the other side of it and you just go oh i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna live my life in this way anymore Mm -hmm. like it's just it's it's like you just understand very suddenly that you're gonna do something differently now and it's not something that you you had to think about. It's not something that you had to take yourself through this process. But you just you just know, mm-hmm. right? Like it just hits you like a flash, and that's a very fascinating process. I'm reading this book right now called The Creative Curve, and this and uh, he speaks about it as far as like how your left brain and your right brain operates. Right. And how your right brain operates in this thing on like these very deep levels where it doesn't speak to you in the same way that your left brain speaks to you, which is like the logical. You can walk yourself through something. The right brain doesn't work that way. It it makes strange connections. It it connects things that that are seemingly unrelated Mm. and it's a bit of a slower process and it doesn't speak to us necessarily in in. um, in a logical or rational way, but it has the ability to figure out big picture things. Hmm. And then just you're, and that's how they sort of scientifically are explaining how we have these aha moments, right? Is that essentially the, the chatter of the brain shuts off for a moment and this other stuff comes through. 
That was another thing that I thought was very interesting about what he was writing, which is that it's not so much that maybe that this stuff isn't just sitting there, all this like intelligence, all of these, you know, um, you know, these helpful things aren't just sitting in the wings. But the problem is that we're so busy with the mental chatter, with letting our mind just like go through and try and like take us through step by step through everything, figure everything out, plan everything out, rationalize everything, that that is take occupying so much space that it doesn't give this other thing mm. space to communicate. Because when it does communicate, we're, we're hit with these, you know, moments of absolute clarity mm. or um, these moments of, for him, he's talking about this as far as like inspiration. You know, these moments of creative inspiration just, just hit us, right? Because there's this whole thing that's been figured out that's just waiting for you to hear it. Mm. And in some ways, I think that that's, that's where our honesty with ourselves, and, and I think it, it does have a lot to do with emotion. You know, it's like emotional intelligence in the way that our emotions are carrying a message with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, but we, we like to write off, it's like, oh, they're just, they're just emotions, you know, like they're, we almost treat them like they're a nuisance. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like there's something that gets in the way of us living, but they're the thing that's actually pushing us towards living, Mm -hmm. you know? Cause I mean, even, even when you feel like shit, you know, you're alive. Yeah. You know, cause you're experiencing feeling like shit even though you don't want it necessarily. Yeah. I don't know, maybe you do. I hope not. If you do, then you should go and talk to somebody. But there's... Unless you know something, we don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there, is a, there is sometimes a... It actually can feel good to feel like shit in a way where it's like... I think that sometimes we do that because we're not allowed to quote-unquote feel like shit. So in some ways we go off on our own and we feel like shit in private because we actually want to feel it. But we kind of have to do this like uh, mental like gymnastic thing where we kind of trick ourselves into letting ourselves feel it. Yeah. So we don't like, and this can be, you know, this can be doing things like this can be all sorts of self care exercises where you're like having a bath and you're, you know, you might make it really lovely, but you're like really not feeling good or something like that, you know, that someone might do. Um, maybe it's having a drink, maybe it's playing a video game, maybe it's whatever, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a trick to like, be like, well, I'm going to give myself permission to do it, but only under this circumstance and under this kind of guise of like making it okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think what we're suggesting is kind of like, what if you just sat in it and didn't need to do all the gymnastics around it and let it be and like, let it be okay. And then let it see if it led you somewhere. Let it see if it has something to say. You know, sadness to me has a lot to say. You know, it has a lot to say about a lot of things. And when you stop and you let sadness be okay for a moment and you don't judge it and you don't make it wrong, you might actually find that sadness is like really, really good friends with love. Yeah. And all of a sudden you might find out that you have this, this, deep love inside of you and what you're sad about is that you're not expressing love and sadness needed Mm -hmm. to come through so that you could get connected to something really beautiful and if you never let yourself feel sadness love will never get its time because you have to go through sadness it's like you got to go through the rainstorm to get the rainbow like you kind of need to go through the the thing and it's so kind of poetic that it's a rainstorm and you think sadness, you think tears leading to this rainbow, leading to color and beauty. It's like, but that's so life that life is just like that. And it requires both for it to exist, Mm -hmm. you know? And so also, by the way, rain is part of what makes plants grow and creates green foliage and all of these other really beautiful things. So when you're sad, maybe that's a time of kind of watering your garden. And if you don't look at it that way and you look at no bad, wrong, bad, your garden dries up and you never let the seeds that you've planted of beautiful love and dreams ever grow because it needs sadness before those things will grow. Yeah. 
But in our society, you're not allowed to feel sad, so you're fucked. Yeah. Right? You know, it's... it's <laughs> You're talking about this whole thing, and all I can... This just makes me want to watch Inside Out again, <laughs> which I know... I like, know, I couldn't some, help but think about that one, actually, our as old, I said that. <laughs> in some of our old, old podcasts, like, that was a movie that we, like, we broke down, and yeah. I'm just like, it's just, it, it is, it's so brilliant, because it's it's that story. It's the story of just trying to be joy, 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 joy all the time, and everything's falling apart, because what happens when joy just tries to run the show the whole time you know like which is like basically like tries to steamroll every other emotion that's trying to have a voice and what happens is joy and sadness end up like disappearing Mm -hmm. but they're they're intimately connected to each other yeah which they learn by the end of this whole thing but i always like the the whole thing that like when when joy and um and sadness are missing when while they're MIA, it's anger and disgust, anger, fear, and disgust yeah. that, are, <laughs> that are doing the whole they're thing. They're running the show. They're totally running the show, yeah. and it's so true. Like that, it's conceptually, I think it's just such a brilliant, so brilliant, brilliant movie. But it's, but eventually, when it's like, yeah, sadness gets its opportunity to be expressed, and it brings that whole family together Mm -hmm. and they move on to like it's like it's and it's this beautiful beautiful thing there's a part in that movie where they make they draw like a circle and they make sadness like stand on that like little spot it's like and sadness can't touch anything sadness can't do anything yeah and it's like it's 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 like that's how we treat these some of these emotions you know it's particularly sadness and i think anger is is a close second you know to those right and then fear is like one of those ones where we don't even acknowledge it because we're not allowed to acknowledge it. It's like, I think, this is what I think. I think that every human being has a, essentially a sensory system and a body that's kind of like a volcano. And there's all this stuff kind of going under the surface all the time. It's just always kind of there and it's spinning around and it's hot and it's fiery and it's whatever. And then sometimes it's going to come to the surface and it's going to come out as like a little bit of a like drizzle that kind of leaks down the mountainside and builds things up a little bit. And sometimes it's going to be explosive and it's going to throw itself everywhere and just, you know, be volatile. But if you can let yourself be this volcano of all these emotions and just let this stuff always be and let it be okay that this is always going on, you're always feeling some form of sadness, some form of anger, some form of fear, some form of joy, some form of maybe even disgust and some other things, maybe if you want to go down different, more specific classifications, but you're always feeling all this stuff. And really, if you just let that be your whole like thing, what you do is you create like a a wider range of color to your life because now this stuff is all just a part of it. And if every one of those is okay, you're not going to be scared to use one of them when they're necessary. There's many times where anger has driven me to, to, to be fiery enough to like do some pretty cool shit. Mm-hmm. Anger is one of those interesting emotions. I've heard people say like, it's not okay, like ever. And it's like, I don't agree. I do not agree. I, I actually think that anger when channeled properly is a incredibly wonderful in amazing energy that we have inside of us. Yeah. But a lot of people think that anger means violence and yeah. you do not have to be violent with anger, but in our society, we, we don't have an outlet. And so what happens is people feel angry and then they get violent because violence becomes kind of a lot of outlet. And it's one of the ones that we make a lot of notice of mm-hmm. because obviously we want to live in a peaceful culture where people are nonviolent, but you know, when violence comes out, the news goes, this person was violent, 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 violent. And it's like anger, violent, you know, and we start to make these weird comparisons. And now it's like, okay, well, I don't want to be violent, so I'm not going to be angry. And it's like, you can be angry and not violent, but maybe you don't know that because the the programming, the presentation of everything is telling you that, you know, this is the way it is. Yeah. Same with many other emotions like sadness and whatever. And you have a whole story around that. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking 
what we're trying to say is like, well, what if you remove the story? What if you remove all of that and you just let it be? And, and it doesn't have to make you do anything or be anything. And you could just like let it happen and then see what it says. Yeah. Because, yeah, it does. Like it is saying something. And it's like if you, if you think that if you question that, you know, if it sounds a little bit too new agey. <laughs> If yeah. your emotions are speaking to you, and it just—it <laughs> <laughs> does sound a little. It, it does, but yeah. it, it's but there's look there there's it's not it's not a stupid idea that they are doing this thing because that is an intelligence. Your emotions are an intelligence. <laughs> this is unreal. I know. Oh man, um, timing is everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's just everybody listen to that oh, yeah. ridiculous the rumble. Base on that, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. What the hell is that even? That's like a. That's like a. That's a drill. Something. I couldn't even. Yeah. That's, well. But what I'm saying is that yeah. there, your emotions. Because very often we try to look at emotions and we're very confused by them, right? But again, we let them speak like in the instance when you have that breakdown and then suddenly there's a clarity to it it's like your emotions are communicating something to you because they know something yes they know something's up yes something's going on with the way that um with either something that is happening or the way that you're you're seeing something the way that your perspective is aligned in 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 the moment but there's there is something in it because if there wasn't then they would leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Then we wouldn't really feel anything, mm-hmm. right? But they carry information because, you know, sadness, anger, you know, anxiety, they're saying something's up. Mm-hmm. Something's up. Are you going to pay attention? And it keeps on getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Until you will pay until attention. Until you will. Until, exactly. Until you will pay attention. That's when you see people just have these massive just, you know, blow ups in public. It takes a lot. Like, just think of how much that takes for a human being to just have some sort of like a massive blow up in public. Yeah. Like, you are so pushed Yours, you've, you've, and you've pushed so much anger down at that point that you are willing to allow yourself. I'm getting to that point myself, Brandon. <laughs> um, but you're willing, like you, that you've got to that point where it's just like, because the the power of our image in public is a very strong. Um, motivator. Yes. You know, to not be embarrassed, to look like you're in control and to be so completely out of control and raging in, in a public forum, man, that's a lot. That's not just whatever happened in that moment. That's a whole string of shit that came before it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm would wager a guess that whatever those strings of things that were, that came before it are not unrelated events. These share something in common, right? And the anger is just getting there and getting there and getting there until you have that point. And a lot of people talk about that kind of stuff as their rock bottom points that mm-hmm. like that shifted things for them. You know, when you finally understand that you feel these things and that you are capable of doing something that you didn't think you were capable of. Right. I didn't think I was capable of screaming at my partner, you know, on the beach <laughs> or something. I'm not saying this is like myself, but just as an example, sure. which is like, I didn't know I was capable of doing that, but there I was just screaming on the beach like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to just go, holy shit. Like, yeah. cause that embarrassment, yeah. you know, that feeling is just like, well, I've got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people share stories like that where it's like they have a moment where just something gives, Yeah, you know, and you have to become so honest with yourself. You have to acknowledge the truth of where you are, how you feel, because there's no, there's no moving past it. Mm -hmm. There's no getting around it. You, you have to experience it and that there is something within it that 
that is actually on your side. Mm-hmm. Your emotions are actually on your side. Yes. They are trying to help you. They are trying to say, it's like, well, hey, like, let's make some changes. Yeah. You know, in one way or another. Right. You know, it's it's not necessarily something external. In fact, I find most of the time these days it's an internal thing yeah. that I need to do. It's like, I need to make some internal changes. Or, or not even let's make some changes, but let's follow a path. Let's go down a road that, that would be good to go down. Yeah. Um, and that can, you know, I think we can relate to that more when it comes to a, a feeling of joy. But like that could be, you know, sadness or anger could be like, well, let's go down this road. Let's explore this and like find out what's here, you know. Um, I was reading a, uh, um, there's this blog that I follow um, and they were talking about, how like healing, um, is, is they talk about various elements about healing, but I really do think healing and creativity are very close friends because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, kind of, I want to call it like wounds that get created or like damage that gets created by society trying to be anything other than what it is trying to be different, people trying to control things, trying to make things a certain way. And with all those control strategies, what ends up happening is we wound each other and we damage each other. And if you let, if it was okay in culture for people to feel and feeling was valid and feeling didn't have to be tied to all these meanings and stories and we could just be feeling beings, we wouldn't damage each other about it. We wouldn't make people wrong. We wouldn't, we wouldn't people feel ashamed. You yeah. Know? They feel ashamed. Right. Um, one of the blogs that I was reading and this one was, was good for me was they were saying that when your caretaker, um, when your child, if your caretaker is like manipulative or they do things that are like damaging or they like betray you, What ends up happening is because you're so dependent when you're a child on your caretaker that you will override red flag systems. So you maybe feel something's wrong, but because you need them, you override the bad thing that they did, for example. So basically what happens is later in life, you become somebody who has a kind of a Uh, an ability to override toxic behavior because your caretaker did it. And so you learned how to like make it okay and accept it. And part of the healing process is beginning to, to, um, do the work to become aware that that was not okay. And then that Mm. way you can apply that to your life later on. Um, and some people maybe more than others have this override system where they were abandoned or they were betrayed or they were manipulated by a caretaker. But we all have to some degree, little things that, um, you know, we let kind of, um, happen when we were younger. And so part of the process of like working with emotion is emotion is, is telling you something might not be okay or something might be good. And and the reason why I say this is because the not okay when I think we all get, it's like, I didn't recognize that this was a bad behavior by someone else, but now I do. And so I'm drawing a boundary and whatever, but good behavior. Like, I really like this, but, but maybe your whole life, everyone told you that it didn't matter. It was irrelevant. It was wrong. It was bad. It was useless, pointless, whatever. And so every time you felt good about that, you're like, yeah, but it's useless, pointless, doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. And so you have this good thing inside of you that you never go down that road because you still have that programming inside of you that it's pointless. And I will further that point by saying like, how many of you out there have had someone say that your dream or your, your internal thing was like irrelevant, never going to happen. It's never going to work out. It's too hard. It's too competitive, blah, blah, blah. And so you just don't. Right. But what if you sat in that feeling of like joy and you really like let yourself feel that maybe it might lead you down a path where you could override what you were told and what you were programmed to believe about your dreams and what you love and what you really want to express. But like, that means sitting through this. And and I'm talking about this, like these drills and these hammers and this stuff going (laughs) off. That's what it's like sometimes. 
And you're like, ah, I just want it to be different. I want it to be better. I want it to be easy. It's easy for everyone else. Why isn't it easy for me? You can start to do all sorts of things. Maybe if I wait, it will be better. You know, all these things that we try to do. And like what we're trying to say, I think on this particular thing is like, and we're saying this to each other as much as everyone else is like, let's sit in this. Let's just, whatever happens, let's just sit in it. Let's ride this baby out, you know, and let's see what happens. And I'm really glad that you and I have gotten to a point where we won't just turn off the, the stop recording button and we will sit in this. Because that, that means something, man, that you and I are <laughs> both, and I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying it's perfect, but we're sitting in it and we're still getting it out. Yeah. Because there's a higher value here, two particularly. One is that we both have something to say and two is that we know that there's someone out there that's going to value from this conversation. We have high faith in that. And those things are helping us ride through what can be a difficult situation. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You're just saying like the 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 drills and, and hammers yeah. <laughs> of the world. It's just like this <laughs> metaphorical and the literal in our situation right yeah. now. Um, it is like that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the beer. Let's talk about the beer. And then maybe let's uh, kind of start to wrap this baby up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you uh, you picked, I did pick it pick up. this one out. So. It's a Victoria um, Brew Company, which is called Category 12. And I, I thought it'd be nice to just have a lager, you know, an amber lager. But this is called The Side Project by Category 12. And um, yeah, it's amber lager, well, five percenter. Um, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's, yeah, it's like a nice, easy to drink beer kind of uh yeah it got a nice rich color it has a nice flavor to it it does it it's does. Um, a little more than just a lager it's kind of um it's got a little bit of a a little bit of it feels a little bit like an ale some and is there, like yeah. the flavor of it is it has a little more body to it yeah but um but it still has the light christmas crispness of a uh a lager. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I agree. I think you uh, you encapsulated that perfect. It's definitely spurred on the conversation. <laughs> yes, it does. Made the uh, background noise less agitating <laughs> <Yeah>. for me <laughs> at moments. Totally. Um, okay. Well, so let's let's see what we can do here to kind of tie all this together. Right. Well, what are the tenets of what we kind of said? We said, let's sit with our emotion and let it, let us, like, I, I would say one of them was sit with your emotion and let it be okay, whatever it is, and let it kind of tell you something and, mm-hmm. and let yourself be surprised by it. Let yourself ha- be in a state of discovery with your emotion. Yeah. With no expectation of, of what it is or idea of, of what it might be. Uh, that's without the need to change it either. Without the need to change it because when we can remove all of that baggage surrounding our stuff of the expectation or the need to change it or to be different, all of that stuff, which is hard to do. It's not an easy thing to do, but if you can manage to just kind of take your hands off of it a little bit, <laughs> stop trying to control it, manipulate, just, just see if you can just let go, take your hands off of whatever that thing is that's going on for you that helps you to actually see the thing for what it is. Mm. That's the thing that helps you to actually be honest because otherwise you're manipulating it in all kinds of different ways. And that's part of how we can get so smart about like talking about how we feel without ever talking about how we feel because we're not, we, we we're talking about the idea of something as opposed to the actual thing itself. And if we start from that place of confusion if we start from that place of dishonesty, we're never going to actually get to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to start with honesty. And this is something we didn't really get to. It was something that we we discussed in the early, uh, before we started recording. But see if you can find just that little piece of honesty. It doesn't have to be an earth-shattering thing, but just... Can you allow yourself to just get a little bit more truthful about how you feel right now in this moment? You know, how are you feeling today? Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you woke up? You know, were you feeling a little bit anxious, restless? Did you try and stuff that down? You know, or maybe did you wake up feeling 
feeling great. Did you wake up just being like, today's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And did somebody else kind of want to take that away from you? In a way, was there something going on that just said, no, you can't feel that way, I, you know, whatever it is. But if we can just, if you can get in touch with just a little piece of it, very often it, it sets a chain reaction for the deeper stuff to start coming up. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just that, it's that small first step. It's that small first step that gets things moving. I, I like how you've talked about it as a chain reaction that gets things moving and kind of, because I, I, something that I've been working a lot with my course is like, we've been talking a lot about what's the secret emotion. So usually what happens is we'll be working together and someone will say, well, I feel anxious. And then what anxious might actually have underneath it the next feeling is actually so much more truthful so like but the, but it takes a tremendous amount of you need self, to start from truth if you're going to get to truth yeah to, to just admit i feel anxious or i feel fearful or i feel sad or i feel angry or i feel super joyful right now and like sometimes joyful can come in a weird way like for example you can you could be at a funeral where everybody's sad and you somehow feel joyful. Now, I had this moment and it sounds really weird because I was mostly very sad and there was a deep, deep sadness going on for me. But when my friend, um, when my friend passed away when I was like 21, tragically, I was at his funeral and there's this moment where someone came up to me and they said, how are you feeling? And I actually felt really happy, but I didn't feel happy because he was gone, obviously, but I felt really happy because I was in a moment of such gratitude of the time that I had with him. But I, at the time I was so young, it was hard for me to communicate that. So I couldn't really tell them how Mm -hmm. I really felt, but it was like, it felt so inappropriate. And it's like, you can have these feelings and sometimes they don't seem appropriate. They don't seem right. They don't seem okay, but there's an important thing in them. And sometimes like, like, and I had just gone through a really deep sadness because I just spoke at his funeral. And then we kind of like, literally he was buried in a casket. Like it was like, you know, it was like a really big funeral. It wasn't just like an urn and like, you know, and so there was like hundreds of, at least a hundred or like hundreds of people there it was a big thing. Right. So I was, you know, and then I had this moment of just like, look at how much impact he made and like the fact that I got to have him in my life and you know it's just a moment but sometimes like you can have a feeling that doesn't seem appropriate doesn't seem right and you don't have to go and share that with the world and maybe the world wouldn't be accepting of that but I think that being like letting yourself have that for a moment is a part of the process of your whole humanness of your fullness and so like um I guess what I'm saying is like you can let your feelings be the feelings that they are and not need them to somehow be something else. And just because the world has not, um, say woken up or become aware of what's going on for them, you don't have to make yourself small because of that. And by you taking those small steps to be more you, you give others permission to be more them. And if you continually take lead, the lead from people who are closed off, who are quote unquote, like asleep, or they're, they're wrapped up in a program of how they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. If you keep letting them dominate your life, they will lead you down the path of closing off. But if you look at yourself like a leader If you're a feeler and you're open to this, don't expect other people to do it with you, but be the change that you want to see in the world. Be that. And you might actually find out that you give people permission to have an honest conversation. And what might happen is you might say, you know, I know we're at the funeral and like everybody's super sad right now, but I'm having this moment where I feel an incredible joy. And it seems weird to me to feel this right now, but it's because I'm just so grateful to be here at my friend's like celebration of the life that he had. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that we're, he went too young and it's really making an impact on me. But at the same time, I feel like this incredible amount of like, this guy was in my life, you know? And, and I think that if I had that conversation, if I had the maturity and the uh, awareness at that point to say that to that person, they could have been like, wow, like that's, you know, it would have been so meaningful to be able to share something true mm-hmm. and we could have had a, a connection. But instead I was like, you know, I said some bullshit. I said some yeah. bullshit and it wasn't, we didn't connect. And then that person went off and nothing, nothing just bullshit. And it's because I was at a point in my life where I'm like, you're not allowed to feel what you're feeling. You're not allowed to have this. And I didn't know how to communicate it. And it was just, it's wrong, bad, not okay. Can't be not in this situation, you know, but it doesn't mean that in the next, I wasn't sad again. It doesn't mean the next, I wasn't angry and fucking upset that he was gone. But like, if you let yourself go through all the, the rainbow colors of these emotions, you not only transcend the experience and evolve yourself, but you, you get through it and you become something. My friend, George, who passed away, taught me so much about the importance of going for your dreams. And I wish he didn't have to teach me with his life, but his life is not in vain. His death is not in vain. His death has made my life so rich. He serves me to this day. So his life, as brief as it was, has made a profoundly important impact on my life. He's lived far beyond his years. And when you get connected to your emotion, you begin to recognize those things. When you shut your emotions off, when people die, they die in a way forever because you've let that thing inside of you like cease to exist. So I think that your sense of grief, your sense of emotion about this stuff is what enriches your life. So let yourself have it. And you don't need to make it wrong. You don't need to make it bad. And everything is temporary, you know, including life. So, you know, I say, while you're here, while you're alive, live. And living is emotion, you know, energy and motion. It is okay for you to have this. And I, I don't know where it'll lead you. I don't know what it will cause you to do. But I'll tell you what it did for me. It caused me to do things like when my dad took my money and tried to squash my dream, I said no. And I went off to Los Angeles on my own and I, I did my thing. I, I did that. Now, whatever result occurred is irrelevant because I can like, if this is today, today's the last day of my life. I went to this point and I did what I felt true in myself. And to me, that's everything. It's just everything. So, you know, like when, when we're having this conversation, like i I'm saying like, I'm learning more and more of this. I mean, I'm not like a master of this in in any respect. I'm not going to say that, but I'm learning to be more and more okay with how I am, how I'm feeling and let that lead me somewhere because I've, I'm beginning to acknowledge how important that is and what that's actually doing for me. But when I was younger and I let it lead me, I didn't always know what I, I wasn't conscious of it. It was more like a pain thing. Like I was, it was more painful not to listen to it than it was to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older, I've, I've tried to be more crafty in how I've been manipulating and controlling my emotions. And I've learned to like, okay, stop that. That's, that's what gets you depressed and hung out in depression. That's yeah. what gets you small. Yeah. But you know, we all go through it. I mean, we all go through it in our own way. And you know, sometimes it, it is the very act of control and manipulating yourself that you learn the value of not doing it. So maybe you need to do it so that you can learn why you wouldn't. That's kind of what I got to say. And I think that's kind of a lot of what we've been talking about from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, I still don't know what we're going to call this one. (laughs) I don't know either. We'll call it something. Yep. But yeah, I think that you've got to, we've, we've got to start with truth if we're going to ever arrive at truth. (laughs) It's funny how these, these conversations go and, and, and how time passes and we put focus on it and all of a sudden we're, we're here at the end of it. And it's been a journey for me today. It's been a real journey <laughs> um, because, you know, letting this episode play out the way it needed to play out and, and, and pushing through kind of what didn't feel very optimal 
it's really kind of a lesson for me in my life to take that away because I know I'm going to go away from this podcast and there's going to be moments like that where the hammers and the drills and the bandsaws and all the stuff is going off around me and it's just like not perfect, you know, life just mm-hmm. does this. And I want to have the kind of steadfast ability to just hang in that pocket and be there with it and let life be in all of its richness whatever it is, even if I don't like it and even if I think it's wrong or inappropriate. Um, And I think that's what I'm really taking away from this is that it's a reminder and it's showing me that you and I have built this skill and ability to hang in the pocket with each other and have a conversation under circumstances that aren't optimal. And I think that's really cool, man. I think it's really cool. And to, to share that with other people and give them mm-hmm. the actual experience of watching us go through that. <laughs> and, you know, there'll be people who judge it and go, fuck this show. Like, nah, they don't got their shit together. And there'll be other people who have empathy for it and go, I know what that's like. And those are the people that we're talking to. And the people who are judgmental, we're talking to you later. <laughs> yeah. When you come back around, you know? Because, like, that's, that's just life, man. People mm-hmm. are going to judge you. They're going to be like, well, you didn't do it right. And blah, 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 blah. And your video sucks. And da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, but... I'm doing it, man. And that's the best I can do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if you stuck with us up to this point, we appreciate you. Yeah. We appreciate you very much. And we'll be back with more stuff. Probably less noise. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.